Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast. We're just a group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies, and occasionally animated movies, uh, because uh, we're talking about one that the two guys are very nerdy over in this group. Because um, this is also an episode called uh, Personal Perfection, if you didn't see it on the title, uh, which is a movie that one of us in the group thinks is a masterpiece and presents it to the rest of us, and we have to discuss it. Uh, Princess Mononoke is what this one is over. And there are major spoilers for the movie, as well as minor spoilers for The Faculty, Fallout 4, and Whisper of the Heart. Uh, also, I'd like to warn you real quick, um, we're in between studios right now, and so some stuff has been moved around back and forth, and so Seth and Mai's mic... Mai's? That's not right. Seth and I's mics... That still sounds wrong, but I don't know. Our, our, our mics sound weird at moments. Uh, I don't think it should be too bad, but if you were wondering... That's what was going on there. Um, also, if you wanna, if you enjoy the podcast, go find us online on social media and our Patreon. Those should be in the show notes, as well as go to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe and let all your friends know about us as you have been. All right, uh, my name's Everett. Let's go. Uh, let's go join uh, Seth and Trent for Princess Mononoke. Enjoy the conversation. <laughs> That's a good topic of discussion for podcasts. Is Trent's failure in uh, singing solos. I do fine in a group environment. Yeah, I'm just checking the levels. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, go on. (laughs) Uh, Where's Matt? I don't know. I think he died. I think so too. He hasn't looked at any of the messages that's been sent his way. I guess. I guess he's he's officially out of the group. I think so. You know, uh, last week I mentioned uh, uh, something about I was just mentioning Kyle because we said something about Kyle and so I brought up how uh, for the listeners because a lot of them wouldn't know who he is because he hasn't been on since November mm-hmm. and I mentioned how he used to be like a main cast member but really he's probably not anymore since it's been so long almost six months mm-hmm. uh, and he, he sent me a text uh, I don't know if I have it Maybe maybe I didn't. Maybe he didn't text me. Maybe he sent it in the group. Uh, but he messaged me saying, "Hey, thanks for uh, making me no longer an, uh, a main cast member." <laughs> he did that himself. Yeah, I, was like, that himself. I don't think that's on me. <laughs> but really, Trent is actually the one who's back because mm-hmm. he's been gone for over a month. Have I? Like, this what? is my first time back. Last episode was Ready Player One, and uh, then we took a two-week break. Then we came back, and you were gone for... Was that for Infinity War? Infinity War? You weren't yeah. here for Infinity War. I was in Texas, yeah. So, I mean, right. I've missed one episode, but it's right. just been... Seth was yeah, here, though. Slow. Seth came back. I after, came back. After his high... You're kind of, like, molding er, molding yourself back into the, the, the Gleason spot. Right. Yeah. You're getting jealous. No, I like to uh, surpri- like come back and make my surprise. Like, hey, mm-hmm. 
and then I'll probably hide again for a little no. bit. And then hey, let's, it's like I like to Trent, keep people like guessing. Trent getting the spotlight, so you're like, no, get out. <laughs> yeah. of. See, he, he like, Trent does well under the spotlight. He comes out of the shadows. He like, you know, gives you a few witty one-liners to put in your next clip show episode, <laughs> and then <laughs> vanishes again. <laughs> number two hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to be in the number two hundred. My, I don't know if you were even in the sh- like. You, I know you didn't show up, but I don't know if you had like your voice on a clip. I know mm. there was one clip where we mocked you. Yeah, probably. No, I he was. I I swear he was. But you might have made it because we all, sure. we all laughed at him at least a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's always fun. Because he was gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it had to be the Star Wars stuff. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're just hanging out all weekend, I guess, because we were h- hanging out last night as well. Yep. Because we all sat down. Because Seth missed my one of the best last year. My number three or four. Yeah. Let's see. I had. Briggsby Bear, and mm-hmm. I, I did show mm-hmm. you that one. Mm-hmm. Then number two was Thor Ragnarok, which you you saw with me in the theater, yep. I believe. Um, and then I believe my number three was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It was and my you, number one. Oh, it's Trent's number one, even though he only saw twelve. 13 movies. Something like that. It's a it kept going handful. up. It, it, yeah. it was like 10, and then it kept going up throughout <laughs> the movies. <laughs> and I also like threw out a few. Like I didn't want to count Beauty and the Beast because I didn't like it that much at all. So like, I, maybe I did end up including yeah. in the podcast. It's, it so was it, like you a whole, saw like 25, 30 movies. Actually. Just most of them were terrible, <laughs> and I remember. only wanted to acknowledge you know, <laughs> the ones that I enjoyed. Uh, but you finally saw it last night. Seth. I did. It was amazing. And you actually hadn't seen the original nope. until a few, like a month or two, two months yeah, ago, we, probably. We, something like that. We watched it, and we were planning on watching this one, and then we just were watching. Uh, the, I know the Marvel Universe started happening. Like, you probably. started watching all of that, and. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Because we'd like, watched it movies. It almost was like back in February or something when yeah. we were watching it. So schedule conflicts. Well, well, when we watched Blade Runner, I and we watched the director's cut. Is that right? Final cut. Final, Final cut. cut. And that was amazing. It was really fun. Really good movie. Primo. But I think mm. fun is the like yeah the best way to describe it. it I would just agree. Like entertaining it's, fun movie. It's entertaining fun, but it has it's the philosophical themes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like very there's stuff to smart, chew on, right? but it's like consistently fun to watch. Like. Every single time you watch it, right? So. And then this one, twenty forty nine, wasn't really fun. It was just yeah, incredible. Somehow they make it even darker than the first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they definitely Which make is, it darker. It's way darker, and it's just beautiful. Like it, it, throughout every single scene, I'm just like, this looks it so looks, real. It's, it's so good to look at. Yeah, it's just. Uh, and Roger Deakins, the director of photography, won best one the academy award for that's good for uh photography cinematography cinematography, which uh and uh we have two friends of the shows who have been on uh ian um friend of the ian upton friend of the show and preston friend of the show and i've heard them go on and on they're both photographers Hmm. and they go on and on about this movie ian i saw posts a few pictures uh saying how every almost every frame in the movie could just be you know framed and hung on a wall yeah yeah i know it really looks that way and yeah so watching it this was my second time viewing it even though it was my number three uh and main thing was just looking at it it's so cool 
did this story hold up? Uh, yeah, it held up. That's good. Mystery aspect is gone, but right. they got still, me. It was still, it was still. They got me. It was. Uh, it was. I'll say. Uh, what became more interesting was Wallace because after watching it the first time, I was like, for a villain, he was kind of just not in the movie at all. <laughs> but then this, watching it the second time, yeah, I actually paid more attention to his because his dialogue's pretty, pretty weighty for mm-hmm. how little it is in the movie. He did a good job. I liked it. He yeah. redeemed himself from his uh, Joker performance. <laughs> Jared Leto, that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Uh, and I believe, honestly, that's all I've watched this past week since our last episode over box office bets. I watched a movie called The Faculty, but I want to wait and talk about that with Matt because I am curious if he's seen it. Um, it seemed like a movie that he'd seen. Basically... It's it's a lot like a Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie, like but they're in a school and aliens and Elijah Wood plays <laughs> and the uh, aliens. and aliens. Elijah Wood plays the lead. <clears throat> so that, I, that, that oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's entertaining. I mean, young. It, it was an older movie. Mm-hmm. So Elijah Wood's good at any age. That's he looks mm. the same no matter what. You can hardly tell. <laughs> back, back to the Future Part Two, Elijah mm-hmm, Wood. That's right. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Flipper Elijah Wood. Yeah, he still looks the same. <laughs> it's the One Ring. It's the One Ring. Did you catch? Uh, there was um, the one he was in last year for Netflix. Uh, I don't feel. Is like that the no? But anymore. that's been one that I've been meaning to watch because it looks really, really good. Anything with Elijah Wood has. When I watched it, it was. I watched it early, and I think it came out in January, mm. and I was going to watch it. I think I watched it, like, in February, and at that moment, I was like, this is going to be in my top ten. But wow. it got bumped out by all those other movies I liked. So. Oh, man. Yeah, it, that's but it been was, one it was that's really been good. on my radar. I watched 50 movies, so that was very likely that was going to be... 51, sorry. I for, keep forgetting about Justice League. Oh. I kind of like to forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't... That, that's all I really have to talk about, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've watched anything else. Sometimes I'm, I see other stuff. I I started watching a movie, and I'm actually really... I actually want to finish it. Um, well, that's good. Ah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's got that, that girl uh, who played um, Lois Lane in Batman vs. Superman. Slash, Adams. Uh, yeah, it's got her in it. Um and it's got uh Is this trivia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're learning. What's the guy from uh Brokeback Mountain and Nightcrawler? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, thank you. Ah. Uh, it's got That's what I'm here for guys. I'm the IMDB <laughs> of the show. <laughs> it's got both of them in it. It's kinda dark and it's basically about this couple. Um the guy Jake Gyllenhaal is an author, or trying to be an author, um, but everything he writes fails. And the lady is into art stuff, but she wants to live a different lifestyle. She wants to be. Is rich. this in the synopsis, or am I having to write spoilers? It's, for I this? don't. Th- I don't think this is spoilers. Okay, good. This is just the basic. And then um, they get it. They're together. She gets pregnant. She leaves. Gets an abortion, and just completely crushes the guy. He writes a book and sends her the manuscript so that she'll be the first one to read it. So I'm pretty sure the the movie is her like reading the book. And you see 
the book play out like scenes. So Jake Gyllenhaal is playing the main character of the book, but I think he also plays. Oh, so he wrote a novel. Yes. No. Okay. So for some reason, I thought he wrote like a, a, an autobiography. No. And sent it back to her. Like, here, remember we went through this stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> like that sounds very boring. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. So he he wrote like it's like a. I don't know, like a thriller kind of novel. I was hoping. Oh, yeah. It's dark, and I don't remember mm. what it is called, but, like, it, we turned it off, like, right when it was getting, it was about to get really dark, I'm sure, and I was like, man, I'm really curious <laughs> about where this movie goes. I didn't get to finish it. I was hoping so, you're going to tell me that all the novel parts are animated. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> are you talking about nocturnal animals? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that was the i thought the whole thing was just vampires vampires i don't think there are any are there vampires uh i always thought that was what it was about they hadn't shown up yet if there are big be- <laughs> uh, i i guess maybe i i i i just for some reason thought that's what it was about i don't okay here's what it is okay uh, this is this is why i always thought this i always saw the picture and i'm like Amy Adams looks like white faced in this in this shot. Yeah, and she has red lipstick. Maybe I was like, okay, that she's got blood on her mouth. <laughs> and then Jake Gyllenhaal is walking over her in shadow form. Yeah, and his sleeve is popped up, and I thought it was a steak. Oh, oh! <laughs> I thought he was walking with a steak. So I thought it was all about vampires, <laughs> nocturnal animals. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. They're only out at a night. Right. It makes sense that I'd come up with that, right? <laughs> that makes sense, I, right? No. You should have just read the, the synopsis. <laughs> Apparently, I, well, I just waited What, what does the synopsis say for that to so make sure I didn't spoil anything? Um, uh, Let me find it. I might it. have. I hope not. Because you go into the movie expecting vampires, but it's said to get a lovesick. <laughs> that would have been general. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> stuff I don't, uh yeah something i didn't really I mean, see it, it seemed like a pretty like it was gonna be a good movie the oh. plot follows a divorced art gallery owner as she reads the new novel written by her ex-husband and begins to see the similarities between it and their former f- relationship okay yeah. so i didn't spoil anything i wouldn't say so hmm I mean, I didn't watch enough of it to spoil it. So. Yeah, it sounds like you're watching enough to get the basic plot synopsis yeah. and then turned it off. Well, uh, I had to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> if you're wanting vampires, <laughs> don't, don't, don't watch, watch it. it. <laughs> you get oh, a much never... No, it, seriously, it, 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 I sound like a nut job right now, but go look at the poster. <laughs> because no, I was... we saw the poster. You're still a nut job. <laughs> you're a nut job. Yeah. Why would uh, I just... The the it's based on a book called Tony and Susan. Why would they have had to change the name to make it sound like vampires? <laughs> Tony and because Tony and Susan wouldn't sell any tickets. No, but nocturnal animals. What's it sounds Tony? like it's gonna have yeah, all kinds of things. Like, it sounds like it's gonna have, have to do yeah. with vampires. <laughs> sounds sweaty and intense. I think of owls. Oh uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure they are nocturnal animals. Yeah, yeah, but it looks so menacing. Night owls. Owls aren't menacing. I guess you think yeah, owls are menacing. Owls are menacing. I think of like owl in Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I think of yeah. owl, so a wise wise owl. 
Yeah. Oh, that guy. It's like, yeah, no, or Mr. Owl. A one. A two. Yeah, that guy is a three. terrible. He ate that dude's. He ate that dude's tootsie roll. Oh he did. yeah. That that guy. That guy's not. That, he's mm. is. Uh, he's evil. scary. He's evil. Yeah. I know. Poor kid. <laughs> Left me scarred. Yep. Yeah, that commercial played all. The so, time. are you gonna describe another movie that you only half watched? Uh, yeah. Or is that all? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, think that's I it. showed a friend at Cowboy Bebop the movie because Seth got it for me for Christmas. I did. I sh- showed a friend, and he had already seen the whole anime series, so it was pretty fun to watch it. I hadn't seen it in forever, so it was pretty cool watching it again. It's a great movie. It's really good. Glad it stands that. on its own too. It's, it's like you don't even really have to watch the the anime series. But it is fun to like watch until the second to last episode, then watch the movie, and then watch the last episode. It, yeah. That's crazy. But I almost like going or back not to the it. La- it's not. It, it takes place at some point during the series, but yeah. it's not really important. They just like reference horse races or. But whatever. it's fun. It is fun. But it's almost it's a nice way to get more of what you already liked in the show if you watched it and felt depressed. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Other than that, guys, uh, I guess today we're continuing a series that apparently you guys are are the owners of yeah we have lots of perfection because we we started this series back in let's let it was a year ago march 8th 2017 with seth where he brought a movie to us that he considers a masterpiece Mm -hmm. called kubu and the two strings we watched it we talked about why seth would think it's a masterpiece and uh we all liked it too yep so then uh lo and behold seth's brother comes in the studio (laughs) i a year later almost uh in december that same year um and showed us a movie called spirited away which which i was there too yeah i think uh yeah kindle was Mm -hmm. there yeah she Mm -hmm. tore it apart i was there uh, and uh, you guys were the only ones who had seen it at the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Kubo, me and you had seen. Yep. Kendall and Matt got to see for the first time. Trent showed us Spirited Away, which two of us had not seen. Um, and then I, earlier this year, brought a personal perfection and masterpiece in my eyes. Uh, Spider-Man 2, and we talked about that. Neither of you guys showed up, Mm-mm. even though it's your your series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> because uh, we didn't continue it again until today. We're hard to where book. Seth Seth uh, has brought. It's, a, it's not animated. You really expected us to show up for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got me there. <laughs> Although you did borrow them, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully no. you'll see what I see. I've seen them. It's just been forever. Yeah. I was a dumb kid with no you know ability to. Yeah, we well, we Enjoy. were going through the trilogy, and I was thinking when I presented the first one, I'm like, "This is gonna be a masterpiece. It's like one of my all time favorite movies, mm-hmm. and like it's it's in my top ten list." But then it ended up there, like the CGI was pretty shoddy, and so it ended up being a childhood favorite. And then we went to Spider Man Two the next week, and I was like, "This is one of the greatest superhero movies of all time." I'm stoked and to watch it. Is it. A, it is a masterpiece. Uh, and Spider-Man 3 is something entirely different. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty pleasure? <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could call it that. I don't think it... Uh, it, it I don't know if it qualifies, if I remember correctly. Really? I believe it's, it's not rotten. 
with the critics. I think it has mm. like a 63% maybe. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, Close. But regardless, we're not talking about bad movies here. We're talking about masterpieces. Right. And so, Seth, you made me just watch something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie called mm-hmm. Princess Mononoke. Yep. Yes. From Studio Ghibli, the same studio that brought you Spirit Away. Do you see any uh, connections here? The Gleason brothers bringing in the flag of anime and animation, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. taking over the world. You are our anime guys. We yes. are. Uh, I don't go searching for it. I don't have a problem with anime. Uh, typically, um, it's just... Here's the thing. This, this podcast is centered around geek-centric things. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a great review once that I read where it was saying it's like all these group of friends coming together who all have different interests and so essentially we've established matt is our horror guy mm. and i'm the sci-fi guy mm-hmm. and you guys are, are our anime guys we're right? the weeboos yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh so what i was gonna say is i always felt like growing up nerd um is kind of was kind of synonymous with loser and <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as I've as I've gotten older, you know, the whole culture has changed, and now nerd dom is pop culture dom. Like it's yeah. it's normal to be nerdy. That mm. is, those are the winners now. Uh, but here, when even when watching this, I f- I felt like the coolest guy in the room, honestly. <laughs> 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 because there's so there's something about. Uh, anime and japanese animation that you you have to have information about the culture to kind of yeah to kind of uh consume it easily yeah because it's so much uh mm, it's 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 less palatable in um unless you like i think have that knowledge of japanese uh mythology and uh, i mean i went in without knowing it <laughs> well it's just uh, so we'll get into this but like i was watching it i'm like we're dealing with demons and spirits and mm-hmm. uh crystal uh daggers stylish underwear and i i was just like some of the stuff i'm like i feel like they're not giving us <laughs> information before just saying these crazy terms that mm-hmm. are not just used uh freely so uh it's obviously meant for a japanese crowd and yes, it's yeah. translated Absolutely. for the american crowd which i'm sure uh helps out with the uh, profits and sharing of the art but right but either way uh, i was just going through it and i'm like man this is this this makes me feel like i don't know it makes me i, f- I feel i feel like i felt like the jock for a second <laughs> you're the normie the yeah, norm, yeah the normie mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. yeah trent and i wear we, 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 I mean, I remember when I was in elementary school and kids would make fun of me for bringing my Pokemon cards to trade with other kids. Interesting. And I've never uh, gotten any cooler than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I felt like that was the most popular thing at the time. No. Mm. No. It, I mean, at least not when I Maybe was... Maybe you got in on the ground in floor. In my area. Yeah, because mm. like I remember when I was a kid, Pokemon was not cool. Maybe it, it was also you were in a different state. Maybe I was, it was, it was an Oklahoma thing. Mm. Maybe, yeah. It I mean, gotten it, up and up, up to the north, Midwest yet. And I, mm. well, it might not even been just that though. Like I, I brought my Pokemon cards to school from like 
early elementary school to like mm, early fifth grade elementary school. <laughs> I just eventually stopped because I wanted to try to be cool, and that didn't work either. <laughs> but. And, and then I got to high school or I moved here and then I, everyone was wearing Pokemon stuff and like everyone was talking about Pokemon and I was like what is this I got made fun of for this all the time and were know? you more attracted to the trading aspect or were you were you already into the show and the video games um I was, was already into the show the video games and yeah. The whole yeah. multimedia franchise. Yeah, I was into the yeah, whole yeah. shebang. Seriously, like here, I remember getting... I don't really remember... Uh, so we moved uh, to the other side of the state um, when I was in... Right before I started second grade. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of elementary school, after starting second grade, I remember every kid just being so into it except for me because I wasn't allowed for whatever reason. <laughs> My parents were weird at the time. Uh, yep. And so I just... I feel like... So is it... Japanese culture that you were do you think that had anything to do with it or did you or, even know it was or, Japanese or was it no. because was it because well I mean the the style that comes with that I didn't was think it, it was that style. or was it because you were so into it that you've uh, gained an attraction to go find more of that stuff I think well when I was a kid like I, I the fact that it was Japanese never even crossed my mind I didn't know mm. that it was I just really loved Pokemon I loved watching it loved playing it and the cards and everything like that and then on tv there'd be other animes that would come on like i remember naruto and i didn't know that sailor moon sailor moon was, was on too one. and that was in i actually watched that one yeah and Oh and digimon like those big you know mm-hmm. shows and then i didn't really ever like go out and like search out anime for the longest time i just knew that right. i really enjoyed that and then later on trent was watching uh, attack on titan attack on titan this is like like even later. after you'd get out of out of school <clears throat> this is like 2014 yeah. uh, it's like 2014 and then huh. uh i was like oh that's cool and i watched it and was just like blown away and i was like i need to mm. like I, I need more and, and it was so. it, it's funny because it was even a slow burn for me it was like i had watched attack in time because the general like popular culture community was talking about it so i was like sure i've watched some anime i'll check it out and then like watched a few more series after that but then ultimately put it down like i wasn't actively engaged in the community or whatever it wasn't until he actually it was the winter break of 2017 i think maybe Mm. 2016 i think it was 2016 yeah it was the winter of 2016 going into 2017 and he watched like some like really silly but and dramatic and like beautiful romantic comedy drama anime yeah. on netflix called your lie in april and they just showed me and i was like oh, okay whatever i'll check it out i don't have anything better going on during the winter break i binge watched it in like two days 26 episodes so that's a good like <laughs> that's a good like eight hours it's or whatever the best thing with anime. <laughs> yeah so i watched that and then i continued to watch about nine a- full anime series that in that like two week span and then i was going and going and i was like this is what life is i was like i was like totally emerged and then since then i've been watching new shows as they air on Crunchyroll. i'm fully involved but the studio ghibli craze that happened before that i I saw that as a fully separate entity than tv anime or whatever Mm because it it really it is um so i mean studio ghibli's been with me longer than tv anime has they are ultimately pretty different in style yeah, well, actually, I think the Studio Ghibli craze for us started around the time that you showed me Attack on Titan. 
Because I remember yeah, yeah, you showed me Attack on Titan, and then we watched Studio Ghibli, and then I moved for a bit. Because I remember watching Death Note, and like I think I downloaded some of the movies on my computer because I watched Nausicaa. Right. No. Yeah. In uh, Michigan, I was already a fan when I watched The Wind Rises in theaters, and that was in like 2014. So. Yeah. It was probably like 2012 or 2013 when I first started watching him. I can't remember what the first one I watched is. Probably Spirited Away. Maybe Totoro. I can't remember. Mm. But I used to watch him illegally online. I know which one was the first for Everett. Ponyo. 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 Mm-hmm. Which, I watched that one again uh, recently. with two friends in, a, in a, one of their the bedroom on a tiny TV and... Yeah, I don't really care to revisit you it. You know what? I didn't like Ponyo the first time I watched it. I mean, not that I hated it. It's just one that didn't really resonate resonate with me. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It's not really my thing. And then we watched it again recently. You started to appreciate it? And I was like, wow, actually, this is a really fun movie. I enjoyed it. I know. It's totally grown on me. It was the first one. First, That was the first Ghibli movie I ever watched. There it is. It was on Netflix. That's what I thought. And I watched it with my younger sister. And we just had a ball watching it. It was so, like, weird. So, But we were also kind of, like, secretly into it. We were, like, closet into it. We were like, okay, this is really weird, and we laugh at it, but we're kind of, like, actually into it, and we kind of <laughs> want to watch more. And so it was, like, a slow build from there. Yeah. It, it planted the seed. It's got a charm, and it's infectious. You just got to let it in. You just got to turn off that brain of yours and just let it infect you. Yeah. And then you'll never be the same. That's For right. the better. Your culture, that's the reason why. You're just you fighting like. against it. You're resisting it. It's your American mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, is it, is it, um, for me, it's just, it's hard for me to because it is a bit of work like for you to uh oh, yeah. understand it more mm. i feel like that's the fun well at this time <laughs> at in 2018 there is so much content uh, and a good amount of it is great content that i have not even gotten to yet mm. and so to have to do work to consume uh, certain contents mm. just sounds pretty pretty awful to me but uh the fact that you uh enjoy it so much and it uh, is is um, I I enjoy the fact that you enjoy it so much mm-hmm. that you put in the work, um, which my question I I was gonna ask, and we'll get to the movie in a second. Okay, right. <laughs> this is all good <laughs> setup. I, I was I was gonna ask, uh, do you feel like is it just because uh, you've already dealt with American culture all your life, you just want something new, and it's it just feels so fresh. And so, yes. do you believe? Yeah. So, my question is, uh, because really, I mean, people have enjoyed anime since the '80s uh, in America, mm. but it's become a huge craze now. Uh, in sev- in a few years, are people going to be like, okay, now I need something new, and so they'll move on to French animation? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, okay, so I mean, at least from my perspective of why I've been able to latch onto it so quickly is, even as a kid, like I don't, th- I never really cared for like. American cartoons or whatever. No, like or just culture, culture in general, yeah. you know, like I was always drawn to like, oh, I really love like European history. Like even as a kid, like I love like the knights and all that kind of stuff. Like I was always drawn to things that were far away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Middle Earth. Yeah, back at Traveler's yeah. Heart almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so like the fact whenever something doesn't come from here, like it's foreign Mm-hmm. then like automatically you have my interest and i'll mm-hmm. see that makes sense yeah and i like i thoroughly enjoy 
learning about like other cultures and i feel like that's a good thing for anyone to do at least it's definitely it's definitely a personality thing because me and you have talked about how much different we are in that sense where you like to travel and stuff and i'm a homebody i like to stay where i'm at you're like familiar it's it will yeah it's more comfortable for me yeah Mm. well if i were to weigh in a little bit i've thought about that question a lot like recently and i'm like yeah that totally makes sense that like you know you've consumed a certain type of formula the western formula for years and you know what to expect from certain kind of kinds of movies, and then you go into something like anime, the Japanese culture, the Japanese style, and it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're having a whole new experience of kind of figuring out the tropes and like mm-hmm. the the new archetypes and the styles because yeah. they do have these things. Like anyone mm-hmm. that was raised in Japan or has been watching this for years, they can watch this and be like, "Yep, seen this character before." Or Which seen is this why they consume our stuff so much, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Thing. They are huge into Marvel and Disney mm-hmm. and all that, but um. I think also, it's not just a superficial thing. I don't think it's not just because it is different. Because right. of the way it's different, like take for example, they have a certain genre called shonen, which literally means young boy, and like the whole, the whole attitude around shonen is being the underdog, and then with your rage and your passion, fighting back against the man and becoming the person you wish to be and, and like becoming more powerful. And failing and failing, yeah. so like, but then becoming stronger and every that's time like the, you that's do. that's a huge storytelling like setup is you have this weak character that as the story goes along, usually in a long form format, you wa- just watch him or her. It usually is a him because it's shonen being saying, boy, that's just kind of the story. Um, they have shoujo for the women stuff. <laughs> That's young girl. Uh, the men, you just watch them, you know, grow up and become stronger and like achieve goals at, you know, differing levels of awesomeness. And it's just extremely rewarding to watch. So I'd say they're, um, my favorite genres are shonen because it's just so rewarding to watch. And seinen, which is like adult to so, like, you know, anything like Art House or something we'd watch here, like that tackles more potentially dark topics, but usually just more adult in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that kind of stuff from Japan. So usually because it, it focuses on different things I'm used to watching or like experiencing here, but also just because it's just awesome and they have a, a knack for art. So like reading their manga or watching their anime, you're always going to get a very unique visual experience. And this sort of thing's completely infected us. Like Trent's yeah. in a short story class and... <laughs> I was, I just finished it. Right, he just finished it. Um, So basically in the class, everyone is writing a short story and everyone's critiquing it. And it's like posted online and all that kind of stuff. And so Trent's finally came up and I read it and I loved it and I I thought it was really great. And then Trent posted it on there and a lot of the people are like, where's the violence? Like, where's the... The conflict. Yeah, where's the conflict? Why aren't they fighting? Like, you know, there needs to be higher stakes. Is the guy gonna get the girl? Is he gonna fight the bully and win the day? It's like, where are storytelling, like, one, two, threes? Come on, haven't you watched a movie before? I'm like, yes, I have, but I've also been watching way too much anime. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, their style of storytelling is so different. Usually. I mean, like, if I were following, like, the Shonen Roadmap, yes, I would have, like, my little high school boy, like, fighting the bully and becoming tough. And, like, I would have established his personality as one that feels pushed down by society and he needs to break through but instead i went for you know a a mellow character who's kind of just shifting through life and figuring things out and that's definitely like a thing you see a lot where you know you'll have long cuts like in ghibli movies where they're just walking around kind of like analyzing things and you see their personality on display like you're getting to know this character not because of necessarily anything they're doing but just the way they're shown like the way they're presented as they're just walking around the world 
Like, mm-hmm. And that to me is very engaging. Like we I saw that, that in Blade Runner 2049. Just, oh, yeah. Although it's more detective stuff, it's like he's just kind of walking around. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a way for you to connect with the characters. Quiet time. I like that. I love quiet time in, in, in movies mm. like that or in anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, the only thing with uh, this, I think for me, it, it, it was, uh, it felt like work. Hmm. Whereas with Blade Runner, I was even the second time I'm so entrenched, and maybe it's just because the f- photography is so gorgeous to look at, um, and well, probably because also the the sci-fi stuff more attracts me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie is 30 minutes shorter than Blade Runner 2049, <laughs> but it felt just as long to me. <laughs> like about near nearing the end, I'm like, okay, come on, I'm, come I'm on, curious. Get, up, get to it. So you're just not all that in animation, it seems, because even like with Spirit Away, even though it is more like a fast-paced plot, like it didn't seem to like the animation didn't seem to be anything that blew you away, even though it's supposed to be masterclass. Yeah, which is it's it's strange, and maybe it's uh the flow in I, I'm I need more flowy animation uh because more digital we animation. <laughs> Not necessarily even hand drawn. Uh, we talked about this on the on your personal on Spirited Away. How uh, with most the anime, rate. the frame rate is uh, eight or six to twelve frames per second, whereas uh, most American animation 24. is twenty four. And uh, I believe Akira was the first anime that was twenty four frames per second, which may be one reason I was so into that movie. Mm. Like it was just not only the the sci-fi story drew me in mm. but also the animation flew so fluid as well as your name i loved that movie mm. last year because the animation was so gorgeous and flowy but then mm. i had to wonder if it's really the japanese culture that's pushing you away because i'm pretty sure both akira and your name are very heavy like steeped in japanese culture so oh, it, it wasn't yeah. off-putting then or uh well those didn't really feel as much uh like i needed i was missing something right because, I mean, I still watch... I've probably seen Princess Mononoke, the movie we're talking about today, maybe dozens of times, tens of times, I don't know. But, I mean, I still don't really know what they're talking about. I just can understand the general themes, man right. versus nature. Yeah, no, yeah, and I got that. It was just that and moment, not, so I'm like, oh, are you going to explain that? <laughs> like no, that. just because it's not really for us. <laughs> right, yeah. And I, I, that's what I mean. It's is, a is very with foreign it, movie. Like, yeah, yeah, Akira and your name, I, there might have been stuff... They, okay, I can say your name. There is definitely some stuff mm. with their culture that I'm like... Uh, but I feel like they explained a Especially bit. Especially if you watch the sub. Uh, yeah. I feel like they explained <laughs> they a do it bit pretty of well, stuff yeah. in there. There's uh, a lot of exposition. I, I think they were expecting it to do really well in America. I don't think they were. Because, I mean, that director hadn't really had a huge hit before. That this is kind of the movie he made, or your name anyway. Uh, Maybe. That put him on the map. It so. felt like a, an American coming-of-age fantasy film though <laughs> it is really great so and we'll uh, talk about that yeah yeah we'll talk yeah, about we'll that get some, there some, and hopefully hopefully this year watching that in the theater was amazing oh yeah we went uh we went to go see it in theaters too together yeah. i saw it twice <laughs> i had to like drag set to the theater i was like you are seeing this in theaters i'm not about to let you get princess mononoke yeah. yeah we should yeah we should <laughs> uh so seth yes this to you is a masterpiece it though. is do you have a can you explain why oh uh <laughs> yeah uh, i i really love the type of movies where uh maybe i don't even fully understand the movie the first time that i watch it not mm. that i don't understand anything about it like i can pick up on things but every time i watch the movie uh i get something new like for instance like i can still get something new 
from today, like watching it. You know what I mean? Just different kind of aspects of it. You know me, I lo- I really love my fantasy journey kind of mm-hmm. movies, not just like walking somewhere, but like journey, like character wise uh, kind of stories. Um, uh, wolves. <laughs> Superficial <laughs> um, arrows, arrows. Yeah, it's got like you know. He took my mic. He took my mic. <laughs> he took your freedom. <laughs> um. It also. Where was I? Oh, wolves, arrows. Yeah, like I mean, it had things that still appealed to my Western. Uh, nature experiences you know it had my like fight scenes over over the top fight (laughs) fight scenes but still very uh, i never forget the first time i saw that arrow take that guy's hand off and then the guy's head off so so i was i guess i think i guess they explained it because he's a a demon power basically whenever he's mad like he it's just like i guess it's the speed it's it don't think too hard a, about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's probably I, I not realistic don't. anyway. But it's not. Like, oh, no, for sure. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. It's a tiny arrow. But it's just the, pierce. to make a point, I think. Yeah. Like, if you just would have saw the arrow like go through him, you probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very over the top. But yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget being like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was staring at the screen like, what? When I first watched it, I was like, man, Seth's going to love this. Because <laughs> he loves this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, it really, this movie is, has enough of my tea, mm-hmm. my cup of tea in it, but it's also way different than a lot of, mm-hmm. it's like a different brand of the tea that I enjoy, maybe. <laughs> I or like it's this like analogy. the tea I enjoy, but there's like some milk splashed <laughs> in there. Uh, <laughs> is it a different kind of milk than you've experienced before? Milk? Almond uh, milk? Maybe, but it's really good. <laughs> it tastes good. Skim milk. It's good for yeah. the soul. Um and I really love the score. Like this mm. uh, score is something I like to even listen to when I'm writing, yes. or just like laying in bed at night. Mm. And, you know, it's it's something that I like to listen to quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> even like the weird parts about it are things that mm. I can laugh and smile about because I know that it rubs against like my normal like culture. Like, the, what is that? Uh, our, give me some examples. Uh, the the first time you see the spirit of the forest uh, and the he's face. just grinning, and the tree dies yeah. in front of him. Uh, he's just was, like when he showed up. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I've been. I was waiting for that moment for yeah. you the entire time the movie's going on. There's a few different scenes, like the scene when the guy there, gets no, his arm the, and head. Oh, shut there was a lot. There is that. Um, I when the they actually shoot because I'm not expecting it to. The the story writing is so interesting. I guess because ours does feel maybe more formulaic and well, I, and mm. I like we have a lot of art that does yeah. break the formula especially like the, like the recent uh, Marvel movies have been trying to mm. do that but uh, I was just the fact that they actually shoot off the head of the yeah. spirit I was like what <laughs> I should say this and I'm pretty sure I said this in spirit away but I, I'd imagine it'd be easy to forget that the director Hayao Miyazaki is famous for writing his his movies and his scripts as he storyboards them, so means, which means that basically he is <laughs> yeah, like he just writes off the cuff. Yeah, pretty so much. He, he's like he's drawing it and be like, I'll have them do this, and then like he's not thinking about it really. It's all no, like it's that's pure inspiration. So odd. Yeah, so that's why a lot, huh. some of his movies can feel a little weird in the storytelling yeah. department. Like Ponyo is a great example. We're like, does this actually make sense? I'm not entirely sure. If it <laughs> does. Uh, but, but 
his strength lies in the feeling and the, the, the art and ultimately so like you could watch this be incredibly confused but i feel like you could still take like something away from it like and everyone understands the conflict the basic conflict of man versus nature and this is kind of a mix of man versus man versus nature it's a we yeah it's yeah, not so it's not it, even just your man versus nature. i guess like, yeah I it's very you have to that. like let go of all of mm. your your premonitions preconceptions yeah. Yeah. yeah uh because yeah the whole time i'm like why is he the only the only level-headed guy like both the gods and the humans are also filled with rage and this one kid he's the only one who gets it he's also like, filled I, with who, rage who, does, who, does he, who is he supposed to stand for I'm, I'm not quite getting the metaphor here but he's trying, I guess that's it's just a, well, he's, he's riding he's trying to be the bridge I think that's the thing though at least in my mind this is where my mind goes with it and that's this is something I love about the movie is I always have to think about it and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't know the answer really well I like that was assuming Trent was just saying there is no answer I mean kind of it's kind of as though he's just uh, he's writing it as it comes to him not really yeah but I think it really came there's together there's not a ton of intention necessarily oh there's intention it's oh, just like yeah. raw intention so he's not following any formula here is basically the, the point like oh, this is my thing I, I always get Every time I watch it, I think it means something, and I think this time around, yeah, what I what I believe is that so in the world, you always have the man versus nature sort of thing, right? You've got mm-hmm. people from both sides, mm-hmm. and that's never really changed. You never really have that person in the middle who the whole time people are like, "Whose side are you even on? Like, what are you doing? Like, he's helping out both." man and then not to help them like not to like fight against the other side he's just helping them out with a certain situation and then he's over on the other side and that side gets hurt and so they fight against him but really he's just helping them out with their own situation it's like me when i went through fallout 4 right (laughs) i was trying to to help out all parties until they make me go against them right Uh, and i don't think that he stands for anyone in particular i think he stands for what Hayao Miyazaki wants people right. yeah. to be. He it's just like, wants them to be peaceful between the two. Right. I feel like you'd, you'd see a lot of other filmmakers going a more cynical route where it's like humans are trash and they should all die and nature should rise above. Which Here it's like he values like human life. At first. He values human life. He's, he shows the people as beings that should exist and are beautiful in their own way. I guess that's and the thing. I feel like way. most of our culture preaches the peace between both parties. And so it was hard for me to understand why there was only one person who wanted that. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. you had, like, really morally great characters going on here, like, all with their own selfish desires, both on the, the God's part and the human's part. And then mm-hmm. he's, as an outsider, able to go in there without any of those constraints. And see, like, oh, okay. so are we supposed to believe that his village all has his might? state of mind since, since oh, yeah. they are like a dying village yeah and yeah. they're like they're totally separated breed. you know they're, oh, okay. they're not involved i didn't think about they that. didn't even know yeah. they were around like you never know, he talked to the, the monk guy that i can't remember right yeah he's like oh they died off years ago and he's like yep they which did. by the way uh when i see that guy and then billy bob thornton's <laughs> voice came out i'm like what yeah <laughs> see that i'm telling you i'm sure the original japanese version is a little bit less uh how would you say distracting maybe yeah there i watching this dub like it's been a while since i've seen the movie and i'm more integrated into, i'm more used to watching things in the original japanese I felt the format exact same way. it's like the watching the dub i was like yeah it's like it's a it makes it a little cheesier than i probably well, would I be like otherwise every other every other cast member was like a great cast uh, yeah but billy bob thornton like it just it was like almost it was the wrong 
it just didn't fit. Mm. The face and the voice didn't fit to mm. me. Or the mm. face and the body maybe didn't fit. Yeah, to I mean, the voice I think cause... I think it's okay. But um, I it's will okay. say it's actually interesting. Are you familiar with Neil Gaiman? Neil Gaiman, actually, I think is how you supposed to pronounce it. The author, novel artist, author. Yes. He helped with translating the movie, and so it's kind of interesting. They had a novelist involved in the the script translation. Uh, I think his most of his help was like trying to translate a lot of the confusing mytholo- mythological elements because like they they literally changed like a really complicated japanese term for the forest spirit into just forest spirit you know or something <laughs> like that like very yeah. simple terms that us dumb americans that have no knowledge <laughs> of japanese culture can understand but apparently still not understand regardless of <laughs> so you know take well, it as it's you just want. it's just like it's it's because you're being thrown in this world yeah. that you just have no concept of mm. like which we, we, that's we, cool right well yeah, yeah i guess because you've also got you've got different religions mm. clashing almost mm-hmm. um because I mean, we 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 have our mytholo- mythological gods, but we've also got uh, Islam and Christianity and uh, uh, smaller religions over here that also believe in gods in real life. And so we have, g- compared to all of all of that knowledge, it is it, we we ha- know nothing about mm-hmm. what they believe and right. uh, their mm-hmm. mythologies. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. So it's just the translation from those words to meaning mm. something completely different. Mm-hmm. These gods are just these creatures that live on live on the planet with them. It was an interesting thought. But I think it's interesting. So you say that the the oddness of it, the the foreignness of it, is off putting. But then, like, I I question whether that could be the case because then you watch like a movie like say blade runner the first one say like the first time you watch that it's all very unfamiliar a lot of the reason why it's so interesting is that they're presenting visuals and ideas that are very interesting like oh, i haven't thought about this before oh i haven't seen this presented this way before newness foreignness unfamiliarity is what is interesting so that's why i think watching these foreign movies yeah, and, these and things, the movie was yeah. uh, not well accepted originally oh, blade yeah. runner and that i think that sense. might be n- now it's huge because people are mm-hmm. interested well, i mean it's it's relevant now mm-hmm. androids and uh, ai yeah or say like the experience of reading like a J.R. tolkien like experiencing this new world that has been built from the ground up we know nothing about it unless you put it in the work to know about it and then once you do like seth here who has spilled i'm sure hours of still do time. i'm actually yeah. rereading the hobbit right now and yeah. i'm gonna go on yeah and read so all i the think there's things. something very appealing about stepping into a, an unfamiliar world and well familiarizing yourself with it just so you know i think that's my 15th or 16th time read through wow. experiencing the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> so i understand that some people maybe that's off-putting but for me like that's exciting if i can mm-hmm. if i can experience something that i've never experienced before that's cool (laughs) yeah that's art right no for sure and this is definitely i would say it's very in line with an art house movie at least over here it might maybe not so much oh it felt for sure yeah Yeah. um this is actually interesting in japan the time it came out it came out in 1997 uh for for context spirit away came out in 2001 uh so a little bit later uh it topped their box office like of all time like it was the best-selling movie in japan and then it was topped by Spirit Away when that came out. And then Titanic later. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But so it's it was like popcorn entertainment for them. They could they could eat it up. That's so interesting. Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but okay, so I did a little bit of research just to kind of have something interesting nip because I don't do things, research. Yeah, to do talk about. <laughs> I will say so regarding the art which or the animation which I think is incredible. 
One interesting thing stands out for me. The way they animate the demons with the little, like, uh-huh. wormy things. Yeah. I always thought, man, this looks incredible. And I was like, I bet you anything, like, nowadays, like, the lazy animators, they're not lazy, by the way, that's just me being a cynic. They would do it with, like, computers <laughs> and, like, CGI and make it look like trash. Turns out it is CGI. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks incredible. And, like, it literally looks yeah, like hand-drawn animation. But weird. apparently it was aided. Maybe not entirely CGI, but, like... Yeah, I feel like that would be just abrasive. awful. I mean, because it, it, that... It, I was going to say earlier, the the FPS, um, I, I get used to it after a while watching this movie. Like, at mm. first I'm like, it's like, jarring. Mm. But then I, I through the movie, I it just my brain accepts it but that stuff always looked like looked like our, our animation it looked like oh. a full 24 oh yeah it looked really good and i was gonna say that i was like man that's like some, some really great animation yeah that would be that would have been such a pain i mean because i would imagine uh yeah i think you mentioned part of that animation is tradition but part of it is also probably budget because they have smaller budget than american mm. animation oh, yeah. budgets uh and so i would i would imagine those guys being told you have to animate this would be like no. Well, the funny thing is, like, it sounds like you hear CGI and you think cost cutting, but then you watch the movie and it doesn't look like something that had a budget. It looks incredible. I don't think mm-hmm. it, so. I question whether or not it was done because we have a low budget, or whether the not they knew that it would just look better that way because it just looks so smooth. Yeah. So it it was really great. Uh, yeah, it was made on uh twenty three million dollars. Yeah, that's cheap for what we're used to. Yeah. But no, I mean, they they work really hard. That's why <laughs> they don't, like, hire a ton of people. They have, like, kind of a, a medium-sized staff, and they work. I do work. love how the Japanese theatrical poster <laughs> has the blood has face the princess with the blood on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I didn't realize. They don't mention that the bullets are poisoned till later. Mm. And so I'm like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> She's just, is she, is she, is she a vampire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I, every, I guess, I just have a, a thing where I, when I watch a movie, I expect to have a vampire. Yeah, I mean, I that's had a mild well, crush that's what on the her. American culture's done to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's America's fault. <laughs> Love interest, she has to be a vampire. <laughs> so, was there anything about this you enjoyed? I, I liked the movie. Uh, <laughs> it would, it, I wouldn't. Um, did you like Spirited Away more? I did like Spirited Away more. Mm-hmm. I probably do it myself nowadays. That's not something that offends me because I love both the movies, yeah. and I can understand it because yeah. they, oh, they're very different feels. Um, I, and yeah, with uh, with Spirit I, Away, you have Chihiro as kind of like your outlet. Like she's confused by everything, just as you are. At least for the majority of the movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in here, nobody's asking questions. Every day in the life. Yeah, yeah. there's um, very little exposition. I didn't. I, I didn't think about that. Uh, it is. I think a little more palatable spirited away yeah than this um and it it moves faster mm-hmm. like it has its slow moments like the train ride mm-hmm. uh but for the most part i it's a very fast moving movie to the point where at one point i was like what what the hell we just skipped right over this scene immediately <laughs> uh, yeah um but yeah. But this movie, it it is slow. We're gonna keep showing you these too. So you I just, just want to find one that you actually love. Like, um, yeah, I, I'd like to find one that I absolutely love. There's a lot so far. I, I've liked them all. Mm. Uh, mm. What would it take Ponyo? for you to love one of these movies? That's my question. I'll say the, the one, the first one they've done for uh, Ghibli Fest. What did I want to see? Ponyo. That was the first one they did. Oh, then maybe it was the second one. 
uh, the cat returns. That looked good. The the poster drew me in. Yeah. I think it was a, a anthropomorphic cat. I'm in. It was. It's really entertaining. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. Uh, but I've never seen that one. It's pure fluff. Like it's not like these other. Movies. It's not art house at all. <laughs> it's it's. Well, maybe popcorn. I'd love it well, the, the thing maybe, about yeah. that's interesting about that one is it's the only one that's connected to another movie. Yeah, it's tied. It's kind of like a a soul successor spiritual successor that's right uh, uh, one of my favorites to whisper of the heart which is like a romantic drama slice of yeah, life it's not one for you it's one of my favorites i love it I, i'd show it to him he'd probably hate oh it. yeah it's like, but it, I, it's not one that ever will be blown away by really? i'm trying to think I, I i would like to show him the wind rises even though i feel like you'd be bored uh, maybe because it's all japan it's like we're watching I am interested in uh, yeah, but it has to do with the pacifist, Totoro. and he's uh, yeah, that's another one. I, I, uh, Totoro, Totoro, the, the character yeah. interests me. I think you'd also be confused. It, it looks like a character I'd enjoy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's and, silly. It, if anything else, you will want to give Totoro a hug by the end of the movie. But I still feel like you'd be like, "What did, what did I just watch?" <laughs> like, now, my know. first memory of this studio was mm-hmm. when I was a child, and I was watching mm-hmm. a, a Disney VHS tape. Which we've both talked about this. Multiple times. And I I would have to... uh, uh, During my research, because me and Seth were talking about it, and I was trying to find out what VHS tape it would have been on, and I thought the internet would have all those answers, but apparently they don't keep that that in lists (laughs) or something. Internet failed you. And so the only VHS I could find that I think it was on was The Black Cauldron, uh, which I did watch a uh, a decent amount when I was a kid, but not not as much as some of the others. But it was a Disney VHS tape that had a trailer for Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. I wonder and if you'd I, like that. I always thought it looked odd, but I always wanted to watch it because of the trailer. That's the next one we're going to watch. We've planted the seed right here. So. I don't know. I think Totoro should be the next one. But he's like he said Kiki's Delivery Service. And okay, I'm curious okay, if you'd okay, like okay, it. Okay, okay, We do have to show we, it. It's, like, it's a childhood well, memory that it. needs to be cured. And, and, yeah. and one of my favorite shows uh, as a kid coming home from school every day i'd watch sabrina the teenage witch and so mm-hmm. i felt like hey i you know there's kind of a connection there. Yeah. The, the yeah. i like the harry potter movies yeah right, right. kiki's is nothing like either of those <laughs> oh, i just see a, 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 a small girl witch and think, yeah. yeah it's kid, adorable kids, let's kids, say that witches yeah yeah and the cat oh, it's the thing of salem and right very sabrina. cute but it also has some great coming of age elements, so it's yeah. not pure it, fluff. It's definitely a cute. Movie. It has you can chew on it. That was one one of the only ones that Aaron so that she's seen so far that she did not like. Mm. It's not one of my Ooh, favorites. How's Moving Castle? He'd hate it. I don't know. It's so weird. It's weird, but like even I watch it, I'm like I have no idea what I'm watching, I don't and that's know. it's one of the rare ones where I'm like We're, I don't know if we'll I can follow show it this. To him someday At some point, we'll it'll be entertaining to just see him be like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Life is over. Uh, that's definitely one you have to watch a few times. You're yeah, right. No, but it'd be funny to get his first reaction. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Later we'll, on. We'll get it. Uh, we'll eventually get to the point oh, where we'll watch I him every single time. That's one that I would be looking at Everett's face the whole time. Just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's the, his reaction? The stairs scene. <laughs> <laughs> People who are listening to this podcast probably have at least some interest in Ghibli movies, yeah. so they'll understand what we're talking about. When they when Trent says the stair scene with House Moving and Castle. Studio Ghibli anime in general definitely geek cinema so oh you know, yeah it fits the bill uh, yeah um so I liked Spirit Away a lot more this was good but a, felt like a slog um Ponyo is probably mm, possibly my least favorite mm-hmm. and the only other one I watched was uh 
with Tales Seth, from Earthsea? Seth's guilty pleasure. Tales from Earth, oh, Tales from it beat Ponyo? I, I think so, simply because it I, I got to laugh through it. Even though, they, <laughs> even though the filmmaker, I'm sure, did not want me to be laughing at those no, moments. Probably no, probably not. Probably not. Uh, and it, should, it was uh, just such a fun time to just... Because the point of Guilty Pleasure is for mm. somebody to bring in a movie that most people dislike, and they get to defend it against the rest of the party. And So that was just fun, Taron Seth's movie. Apart. It would be so fun to watch that director's second movie which we think is like one of our favorite Ghibli movies oh, yeah. and see how you think like well, he improved as a that's filmmaker from up on Puppy Hill. yes and yeah, it's like stuff always brings out he's like no it's it's a better one it's so good it is a better one it's one of my favorites yeah I'll, I'll check that out sometime uh Ron Howard's in it I love yeah, Ron in the dub yes <laughs> he's in the very small the dub role, is fantastic actually yeah, actually, yeah the, it's probably the best dub I've ever seen in my life so um but no this movie yeah I mean <sighs> There's just a lot of things to talk about this movie, so it's kind of harrowing. Um, mm. Mm. I don't know. We've, we've gotten through it. Yeah, uh, I, guess, I guess. I guess we've we've said what we need to say. I think uh, it's got a 92 percent on the tomato meter and 94 percent of audiences liked it. Yep. So, every, so, so clearly, I, you just have no clue. Yeah, I, I don't know the American culture. I, I'm nope. I, I don't know what they. <laughs> You've been watching too many of those dumb Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta train your brain. No, <laughs> no they, they they like it. So. I, I think I don't know it's definitely it was a different experience the first time I watched it even though it did have many elements that are my um, go to elements tea my tea mm-hmm. it had that milk in it and even though mm-hmm. I, I drink you know this analogy doesn't work it doesn't I, really work I, I, you put, I put milk, milk in every cup tea. of tea that you've ever drank in your life <laughs> You've been sucking milk since, since the first day you were born. You're no foreigner to milk. I like the this American, probably, I don't know, it looks like a DVD cover. It says, one of Roger Ebert's top ten. Yeah, no. Roger Damn. Ebert Roger Ebert loves Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay. Uh, and then in, in quotes, I don't know if this is his or somebody else's, the Star Wars of animated features. Holy crap. I've never that's read a, that's, that's a bold claim. But I've, I've heard these things, yeah. No, Robert Ebert. I mean, it, it is an epic masterpiece is what basically everyone says. Hmm. And I yeah. agree. I think it accomplishes yeah. everything you've set out to do. And it does it very well. And it's yep. very uh, impact. It's very affecting. I love the ending. How it's not just like okay, they won the day, and now the guy and the girl are together. Like, oh yeah, they, they had to go their separate ways. They still, you know, their she lives. She goes off with the wolfies, and he goes off with Rudolph. Yep. <laughs> what? Where does he go? That's a Iron Town. Yeah. Oh yeah, he said he was gonna help him rebuild. Yeah. It. Right. It's kind of funny because like he just like left his village, got kicked out, and he just the first village he stumbles upon, he's like, "This is my new home." <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not going anywhere else. I mean, there's a lot of cleavage. There's, over there. there's a lot yeah, of women. There's a yeah. lot. And they all they like him. Like him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's something else that I like about this movie. I love the uh, exchange. No, yeah. that's the reason why I like anime. I, I definitely <laughs> boobs. I, 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 I love anime titties. When he when he got there and they're all like, "Oh no, he's a bad guy," and they're like, "No, he's a good guy." And then, uh, um, what's her? What's the lady Aboshi comes mm. out and she's like. Uh, bring him to me. I want to thank him personally. Later. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. fade to black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> get an anime love scene. We're gonna get some hentai in here. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, Save that for Mononoke. Huh? She's the true lover. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't want Iboshi to be the true ship. No, she's no. unhinged. 
unhinged indeed. <laughs> and she does she only has one arm now. I know. It's pretty sad. Um Oh, well, I like the relationship between the uh, the men and the women in this movie. I thought um, it was entertaining. Yeah. It's like how you've got your stereotypical different. men. Yeah. Oh, man, I was getting so f- I, I'm I'm just I'm just so ingrained in PC culture now. I was just getting so frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> really? you, so you've got those men who frustrate you, and the women are a complete opposite of what you'd expect. Like at first, this movie kind of makes you feel like uh, it is old. Like the men have that old kind of um, approach to things, and the women are supposed to be under them. And then you get to the women, and they talk about the men. Like how the men talk about them, mm-hmm. and I love that. <laughs> I'm mm. like, but then you also get the sense that the men still respect them, like despite yeah. like the kind of I mean trash yeah, talk. Yeah. You know that the women actually have a reason to be talking about mm. uh, talking the way that they're talking, and the men don't. And the men just do that because they always have done that. But really, at the, mm. the end of the day, yeah, it's a very <clears throat> loving movie. It, it is. It's not mean spirited. It is very kind. And Miyazaki, I'm sure he's a grumpy man, but I'm sure he has a lot of kindness in his heart. You need and to a watch lot of love like for humanity. That guy. <laughs> I, I love him, but at the same time, I'd be very scared. I'd to be meet scared him. to meet like, him. Like you know how you have those people that you're like, oh, I would really love to meet them. With Hayao Miyazaki, I don't think I I can no. do it. They'd I'd probably be like say like you are a like a disgrace of the human race. <laughs> I have that. I have that. Trent Reznor. Oh, I'd love yeah. to meet him, but oh. he is the most intimidating person to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like there's those geniuses out there that are just untouchable. <laughs> they just see right through you. I know. Past the smiles and the good acts. He's like, no, you're terrible and selfish and you're rotten. <laughs> and I make art and clean rivers. He does. He cleans, he cleans, cleans his river yeah. like what? Every morning? Something like that. Every <laughs> weekend, maybe. Dude has a river? Every Sunday. No, <laughs> no he just like, he protects the, nature. The river in his, like where he lives, like. The yeah, he just cleans it, picks out the trash or whatever with like a bunch wow. of elementary kids. No, he's not what hanging around kids doing by himself. My life. I, 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 don't, like, I need a river. Yeah, right? he makes the movies about nature, and then he goes out and That's does stuff. Does about it? it. <laughs> he lives his movies. He is Ashta, Ashtika, Ashtika, Ashtika. Podcast. Why don't I have a river yet? Right, right. A river. Jeez, I don't feel like a real man. You I can't shoot someone's head off when I get mad. Right. I want my sister to give me a diamond necklace. <laughs> it was a crystal. It was a crystal. Was, yeah, yeah they're all crystal. rocks. It's a crystal dagger. A crystal dagger. <laughs> does it, the dagger was never really, used. Yeah, I mean, it's she a very like, tiny she dagger. Like stuck it on his his no, chest. No, she nothing. like had it in his hand in her hand, but when she hit him, she just hit him. I think I thought it hit the curse, and so it didn't go through. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It looked really? like she just like let. Go I think it was just like eh. it's such a tiny little thing. Yeah, I was like, how's that gonna work? I was just, well, Pick when, nose she, with it. when she yeah. threw it to the, or when he threw it to the wolf, I was like, "Your sister gave that to you." <laughs> he doesn't care. Don't forget me, <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> She'd like this. This is shiny. Girls <laughs> 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 <was> like shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I've read books. I've done my research. I've got this elk. He's a charmer, by the way. Remember that one time you first talked to her? I am the man of this village, and please. Yeah, I, I made a joke because uh, we're still working on our uh, the, my uh, Pathfinder 
um, geek cinema Pathfinder oh. journey. And I was like, man, when we're playing, we're going to be like that. Like, we're going to come up to some, some quest is about to happen and be like, hello! I am an adventurer and I want this. Help me. And then the people will be like, no. <laughs> Go walk away. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Go away. <laughs> That's a direct quote from the movie. Yeah. She said, go away. <laughs> go away. But then they fell in love. Yeah, what are the chances? What right. are the chances? He's hot, right? And it ended in She's a very uh, Hayao Miyazaki way. They didn't kiss. They didn't kiss. They didn't even hold hands. No. Well, But their culture is different than ours. Yeah. So. Men are very apprehensive. Mm-hmm. They turn to hentai instead of real women. <laughs> 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 they have sex with robots. Yeah. <laughs> It's too much work and people have jobs that they worked very hard in high school to get they don't want to abandon it for love yeah that's the culture i, I love it in, that's why the in birth an anime falling. whenever um you see a character holding hands with uh, another character and it's gutsy it's gutsy they're like oh, <laughs> oh he's got guts <laughs> yeah it's cute yeah, it's very cute it's very innocent yeah we're just educating you. Yeah, you watch like yeah, teen dramas like, like nowadays on yeah. network TV, and it's like the characters bang like in the next scene after yeah. they first talk, and you're like, yeah. ah, true love. <laughs> <laughs> That's real life here. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm no, I hold hands <laughs> after a month. <laughs> just waiting. You're waiting for a real American experience. <laughs> you ex- actually experienced the Japanese Ladies. stuff, right? <laughs> he just really wants to hold your hand. Sweaty palms. Yep. Um. Well, I think we've exhausted this by playing. Those blood demon worms are real weird. Yeah. Yeah, That uh, I remember when we first showed our sister... Uh, was it Aubrey? Yeah. When we showed Aubrey this movie, she was like... Oh! She had a similar experience to years. Like, what did you guys just show me? It's like, it's great, doesn't it? She's like, I have no idea what I just saw. I was like, don't you understand? <laughs> we were we were shocked. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, was, that, that made this less shocking because... We yeah. just love this movie so much, and mm-hmm. we don't see anything that <laughs> wrong with it. We're like, oh, this is so incredible. And Aubrey, then we showed it to that. Aubrey, and Aubrey was like, what did you show me? <laughs> like, what just happened? And we are like, isn't it great? And she's like, ah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And it's one that she's always been apprehensive about watching, watching again. again. I'm like, yeah. she's, she's been... And she loves the other ones. Yeah. So. I'd definitely rather watch Spirited Away again. Mm. Spirited Away is great. We got some other ones, though, so yeah. you're going to have to wait. <laughs> Cat Returns. Yep. That's yeah. my next but one. you'd have to watch Whisper of the Heart first, because you can't just watch that. that no, you can watch Cat Returns. No, no, he no, said no. He said spiritual conspiracy. Yeah, but no, successor. you're not allowed. Like, oh, well... <laughs> It's nice because like there's a little bit of fan service if you like Whisper of the Heart. Like they'll play the theme every now and but then. But I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. so so it's like you'll mm-hmm. you'll have a fun experience, but it won't mean anything to you. Mm-hmm. Is the wait? Is that literally the connection? They play the theme again, and then like the cat is like in From the original it. movie. Oh, okay. It's just he's like a fictional character that like the, the main character is like writing. So oh. like the movie is basically like what could be her like story, but there's no real connection there. It just kind of is using characters and stuff. who made that. Uh, Director that hasn't done anything else with Ghibli, a younger guy. I think it was like well, an experiment. It just a, uh, it was an experiment to train the younger staffers. Oh. And it was pretty good. What about the director that passed away that made Whisper of the Heart? I don't think he obviously didn't make anything after it because he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> never mind. I don't know what he did before then. Probably worked on like some TV stuff. Mm. And that like helped with the animation, key animation on Miyazaki movies or 
talking about movies, mm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so he was just like an animator, but he never directed. I don't think. <clears throat> oh, I wonder. Uh, he'd really not. He wouldn't like a uh, Kaguya. Can I say that right? Yeah, because it, it's yeah. literally. Well, I think he could, Caligula. I think he could enjoy right. it more because it's presented as like here is a folk story, and we're presenting it to you as if you haven't heard it before. Oh, we could totally just show him uh, the uh, Studio Ghibli documentary so he can really understand the, uh, yeah. the process. And they'd be like, reading subtitles is hard. <laughs> no, everyone can read subtitles. We've watched movies with subtitles. Really? Yeah. We watched the Shaolin Soccer. Hmm. That was great. <laughs> yeah, we watched all, uh, well, all of I, or I watched all of his movies and loved them all. And That's all... the kind of foreign movie you like. Mm. Mm. Shaolin Soccer. Soccer Steven balls. Chow. Did you not watch that with us? I, I think I watched it, yeah. It's a great movie. It was entertaining, but ultimately something I never want to watch again. Really? Really? You mm. need to watch... Uh, uh, oh, what was the other one? Journey to the West or something? Journey to the West is one of his, and it's really good. I think it might... Some with Mermaids is one of his newer ones. Mm, what's it called? It's his number one, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah, we Fantastic watched that. Fantastic movie. Yeah. So good. Mm. And really another good. one where, like, I don't... It's weird. Like I don't really. There's cultural references in there, but I did not care. It was so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a kung fu movie. That the way I describe it, kung fu meets Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in great. in the it best was way. Really, really funny. <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to really show it to you sometime. Interesting. I want to do Journey to the West on here because be I want to show it to you. Uh, I know you. This has been going on since before the podcast. Yeah. Well, I I, before, if, I don't know if we've already officially ended this episode, but Seth, I think it'd be interesting. Well, traditionally, we, 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 have, we have to do favorite scenes first. Right. Favorite scenes, but also I want to hear where this ranks in the Ghibli spectrum, like, oh, for you. Trent, you should have asked me this, like, an hour ago. And just I think made about it quickly and then throw out something uh, for, the, for is, the listeners. This one is not my number. It, it It's interchangeable. Yeah. They're all so different. With Tales from Earthsea. Uh, no. No, it's not my number one. I just, I do love that movie, but it's no. It's not anywhere near my number one. Uh, but this one is. This one gets switched around, but it will land on my number one, depending on how I'm feeling. Right. It used to be my number one, but then I found that it's not as rewatchable as some of the other ones. So, like, since I watch these all the time, like, ultimately I don't enjoy this movie as much as I used to, even though I can still find things to love about it. Like... It's not. It's kind of lost its luster a little bit, which is sad. But like, it's. I can still appreciate it. Um. So it it ranks a little lower for me. I I couldn't tell you what my number one is. It really changes. It's hard because yeah. they're all so good. Like if you were to ask me now, I'd say like Whisper the Harder from Up on Poppy Hill, just because like I can watch those tens of times and still love it just as much as I did the first time. From Up on Poppy Hill is yeah. probably one of the most rewatchable ones. Well, yeah. Whisper the Heart. Too. Whisper the Heart. Too. Yeah, yeah, they both are. Want to watch them? So dang adorable. <laughs> I just recently watched them, actually. Ah. <laughs> watch watch my friend. Uh, Favorite scenes? Yes. What were you reading over me? there? Me? I was read- reading the plot so I could remember which scene was my favorite. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you were asleep for like the entire movie. I was about to. I was about to fall asleep. I was and I don't myself. fall asleep during movies. No. Come on, you gotta think of one scene that you- Love. You want me to go first? Yes. Well, that's easy. Uh, my favorite scene is when all the all the ladies are hitting on him. So I was like, <laughs> I, it was just a, like a pure escapism mm. at that moment. I was like, <laughs> trying to put myself in his shoes <laughs> yeah, yeah. and being like, "What the fuck are you doing sitting on the ground?" 
Oh my gosh. I was thinking that the, the moon spirit or the, the four sprites would be your favorite thing. They were oh, so yeah, you love them. freaking adorable. Yeah. Right? But and then they all die whenever like the, the Yeah, the that's guy. depressing. Yeah, you I just was thinking like, oh, wow. Falling down. I'd never noticed that until yeah, this time. I. It wasn't until you brought so much attention. I'm like, yeah, they are pretty cute. And yeah. then like, I was like, oh, they're no, cute. No, I think and what dead. it was is that big TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we also, watched it on like a 60. I like, guess I, I, I didn't think about that. I guess I kind of forgot about them. So they, that might be my favorite, especially when he's following him. And he's, he's, he, he, says, he's, he says, uh, oh, the other guy, I don't really, oh yeah, he says, hey little buddy, uh, are you, are you leading this the right way or are you just making us more lost or whatever? Yeah, making us more lost. I was, I was expecting him to say, hey, are you leading butt. us the right way or are you just showing off that tight little ass? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I expect him to say every single time and then I am like surprised. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, he, <laughs> a novelist wrote this. He's worried about being lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you forgot entirely about them considering literally the last shot of the movie <laughs> the is, yeah, the doing his little sprites. head yeah. head thing you know uh, little uh, maraca shake mm. you can go ahead and go last since it's your episode okay. technically uh, my favorite scene is probably I'm not prepared for this <laughs> Well, I guess I'm the only one with a favorite scene. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got mine. The whole movie's my favorite scene. Um, well, since it's fresh on my mind, I'll say the forest sprites. And I like the little comedic relief with the guy. My oh, arm's yeah. healed. Oh, no, we're still broken. Funny. Yeah, it's like it's a little, little well, bit of western. Because it takes a while yeah. to get to like any levity. Like, oh, most yeah. of the movie feels very yeah. sta- staunch yeah. and serious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for it's sure. Not not so much like the others. I mean, Spirit Away had right. a lot of comedy in it. It did. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my favorite scene is actually the resolution of the movie. I really oh, love okay. Yeah, the, change it. <laughs> yeah, like I love. That makes my favorite. Them, you know, trying to get the head like the like forest spirit like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did have a everything. problem with that. What was it? How the hell were these four dudes <laughs> carrying this box so fast? <laughs> hey, and this thing gets to the gets to Iron I, the uh, Iron Town so quickly. Mm. Yet these guys have been running over mountains and through forests, and they're all and the like way the over little here. sandals. Hey, like yeah, the one they don't sit wood. around and yeah. watch TV. Oh, yeah, they got that beer, that beer belly. And did but, you, you know, see they... his his sandals? What are they called? I have no idea. Clogs? I don't know. <laughs> they, they made me think of Pee Wee Herman's shoes that he wears during the tequila dance. Because <laughs> they put him up there so high. I guess yeah. he just wanted to be as tall as everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's very short. No, that um, ending's great. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know. It's beautiful. Both scenery, music, mm. and character-wise. Yeah. I actually, like, watching it this time, and I probably realized this in the past, but it's, like, one of those things where it's been a while, so, like, rewatching, I'm like, oh, that's why I love this movie. Like, I feel like the, the climax, or, like, the climax slash resolution really drives the point home. Yeah. It's, like, everything goes to hell, and you're like, okay, well, you see that the, the men screwed up, you see that the forest screwed up, and, like, the boars charging trade in a battle and ruining everything, and then having the, the white boar, like, turn into a demon. Like, you see that everyone's at fault here, and now everything's terrible. So it's really, uh, you know that Ashitaka was right all along, and that they should have just listened to him. So, like, it's a very great, like, everything's terrible now, and you know exactly why. 
because you've had the protagonist telling you this is going to happen the entire movie mm-hmm. so it's like if you're confused about the conflict here it is here's the conflict now you see it right in front of you and you see the repercussions and then to see it resolved in a very beautiful way yeah, i think they, it's very rewarding they had to see it yeah because then uh lady aboshi is actually like she's actually grateful to him right mm-hmm. So she's actually gonna thank him later. Yeah. And that is, that's the real climax. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious, because, like, the the scene where, like, you see all the debris, like, blowing in the wind after the, the, the corpse of the god falls into the, like, lake or whatever. And then, like, it just the shot of, like, the dead, like, forest. And then, like, give you, give, you take, like, eight seconds. And oh, then, my God. It was so long. I was like, well, that's the thing. It's kind of like, we going happened? somewhere with this? Yeah. <laughs> but that, I love that. Because it's like, yeah, it leaves you like too. anticipating. You're like, You're like what, what am I looking at? I and thought then, maybe like, the Blu-ray froze. <laughs> 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 but I love that because it sneaks up on me every time. Like, this is why I love this movie. Because mm-hmm. it just shows you. It's so beautiful. Something else I really love about this movie, too, that I forgot to mention is that Hayao Miyazaki is very... It's evident in all of his movies of how much of a path... path Pathfinder. Pa- <laughs> he plays pathis- the game. Pa- 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 pass- pacifist. Pacifist. Thank you, Chen. He is like he, one hundred percent is against. Yeah, every single time the protagonist kills somebody, he's like, "Dang it, I killed somebody." Yeah, like I mean, even when he this is what, he was one of the in the arm the whole time. Yeah. yeah, even when he is animating violence, you know, and this is this. Yeah. violence. Uh, you know, you see that, and but at the same time, there's still the pacifist theme in the movie like mm-hmm. how his whole goal like what he's supposed to be doing is viewing everything unclouded by hate, hate. yes and that's why he is a character that's why he's the bridge on no side yep because every side to every conflict has mm-hmm. hate and you know he felt the hate because he was ultimately i think more empathizing with the forest whereas like you guys are making yeah. all these bad decisions and screwing over the forest and they're just kind of in self-defense right now right and he couldn't be but he couldn't take that position like he was uh, like his heart his soul was about wanting to kill lady eboshi in that moment but he's like nope not what i'm gonna do yeah i've been trained i am yeah he said they both had demon in them yes Mm -hmm. the metaphorical demon yep hate so it's definitely a very deep movie and there's lots of different layers to it Mm -hmm. and i think it's also a movie though that you're supposed to just Think find about. it out for yourself yeah. really, and, and watch over and way. over and over again <laughs> yeah until you don't like it anymore like trying well, <laughs> how dare you <laughs> this has been a second mob podcast for more audio content or information on this podcast please visit secondmob.com bada bing bada boom Woo!